Well, friends, it's Monday night. You know what that means. Normally it means I have to adjust a camera, but they actually both look pretty good. I am having a bit of an eyelash issue. That might bug me for the rest of this podcast record, but you know what? Let's just go with it. Yeah, yeah, let's just go with it. Mmm. Oh, golly, that's nice. Oh, I'm drinking a beer because it's Monday night. Since I had a hard day of work, I don't know. Hard might be a little, a little over the top. It was just a day at work. Mondays, you know, Mondays are tough when you're a postal delivery agent. My lighting is a little hot right now. Yeah, that's probably better, and then we can do that here. Hey, Anthony, how you going? Uh, yeah, today, today, get my microphone in a little bit closer. Today, yeah, it was just, you know, back at work after 10 days off. Not bad. Stayed up late, though, last night watching the Arrows game. Mm, we lost, and my buddy Connor got concussed. Not a great first result, but uh, Connor's going to be fine. If you're a fan of the rugby and a fan of Connor, uh, Connor McCann, I almost said Connor McLaughlin. That's another friend of mine called Colin. <clears throat> Connor McCann, number 15 on his back, but number one in our hearts. Uh, yeah, he got shoulder charged and uh, knocked, I think, clean out. Didn't look like he was conscious for a while there, uh, but he's going to be fine. So don't worry about him. He's going to be home soon, patting his dog, and he'll be back in it once it's clear from the HIA uh, protocol. Anyway, so I'm, I'm uh, you know, not necessarily 100% right now, a little tired. A little bit of an eyelash in old uh, righty. Really having some trouble with that. Glad you all get to uh, be part of this. Oh, hey, there's my wife. Wicked. Kids are probably there, too. Hi, wife and kids. Anyway, hey, it's uh, the penultimate. The penultimate episode of season seven. Timing works out well, I'm realizing. Uh, I'll record next Monday. And then the Monday after that is actually family day, which is a holiday for most people. Not for me, but... uh, that's what you get for being a federal employee. I do get Remembrance Day and Truth and Reconciliation Day off, so that's nice. But I do not get Family Day. Uh, but anyway, I you know because ostensibly it's Family Day. That's and also I'm going to stop after 20 episodes and then take a break and then restart. So that's what you get. No episode, uh, not next Monday, but the Monday after. Still having trouble with this eyelash in my eyeball. I was hoping that got it, but it did not. Uh, What was I saying? Yeah, penultimate. That means last week was the antepenultimate. A-N-T-E, not A-N-T-I. Anta, not anti. Meaning the one before, the one before the last one. I think you can chase that rabbit pretty deep with antas. All this to say, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm drinking a really nice beer here uh, from Black Lab Brewing. This is Cornerstone Black Lager. I like it. It's tasty. Had it with my salmon burger for dinner. It's tasty. No, that's not true. That is a bold-faced lie. I had a Czechvar with my salmon burger, or salmon burger if you want to lean into the L. And I like to lean into the L because it's there. Might as well use it. Otherwise, it's just taking up space. 
had a check fire with my Salmon burger, and then I had a I almost said a Black Lab Black Lager. No, it's a Cornerstone Black Lager from Black Lab. Uh, while I was reading to my young, but no longer small, bigger than me in every measure, uh, son, Ben. Get your minds out of the gutter. We don't compare that. I meant weight and height. And therefore volume. He's bigger than me. Uh, so that's what we're doing today. No, that's what I'm doing, though. I'm drinking Black Lab because I got this. But what I'm actually drinking is a different beer. Oh, I just remembered something. Uh, I can't tell. We've had some people drop off on the Instagram. Hey, Erica, if you and or the kids are still listening, do you think you could send one of them in with like a couple of nachos or plain chips? I have a hot sauce from Black Lab to do today. We're doing a hot sauce, guys. It's going to get crazy. If my order for food doesn't arrive shortly, I'm going to have to run and grab it. But I have high hopes that it's Erica that's still watching. Um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get into it right now. I'm going to do it because I got it right here. This is Buried Out There Somewhere, India Pale Ale. There is a little bit of text on the side. I'm not going to read it because you know me and like giving away too much. I like to think that this is in reference to like a dog's favorite chew toy that's just in the backyard and it's buried out there somewhere. That's my guess. Just a guess. Having owned a fair few dogs uh, in my life. Oh, hey, hops are us. Um, stuff like that happens all the time. I currently own the best dog ever. She will never be topped. What a dog. You've all uh, met her if you're regular listeners to the podcast. I made her sit on my lap once, and she was a very apprehensive guest. Speaking of guests, we got a guest lined up for next week for the big ultimate, not penultimate, episode of season seven, episode 20. That'll be next week. Teasing that one out. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm going to tell you later, but I'm not going to tell you right now. What I'm going to tell you right now is listen to this. Not the most dramatic one, but it made sounds, so that's positive. Oh, it's a terrible old thing, isn't it, when you open a bottle of beer and it doesn't make any noise? Just the sound of the, the lid kinking? That's a bad sign. You don't like that. Hey, check this out. I actually have Black Lab branded glassware. Nice one, eh? Family on my mail route got these for me for Christmas. Very nice of them. I'm fans of theirs, and they're apparently fans of mine. I mean, it's hard to beat that sound. It is hard to beat that sound. Oh, delightful. Oh, I did a terrible job cleaning this glass, but that is okay. We will knock that off and say, well, it is a slightly hazy boy. It's not clear, clear. Uh, nice straw yellow color. Um... Yeah, like I say, not uh, just knocking some of the bubblies off because it is, as I say, I did not I did not scrub this glass out. I took it out of the cupboard and and just poured beer into it. Always a bad idea. Um, yeah, I mean, you can see through that beer. It's not a chunky boy. It's not a hazy boy, but it's not perfectly clear either. It's about what I'm looking for in an IPA, to be honest with you. Bit of a white. We call that soapy head. Loose bubbles. I like it. Let's get a sniff here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, tropically and mangoes. Yeah, mango and... Hmm. Like, there's some citrus in there, but it's actually kind of muted relative to the mango. It's a little floral. Not really getting any evergreen. Uh, maybe something a little resinous-y. Or like a little dank. Sorry, I'm still having uh, some equipment problems with my right eye. I would really, really like that to go away. Anytime. Podcasting, uh, famously not a visual medium. But man, if there's a problem with one of your eyes while you're trying to do it, it's, it's distracting. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Now, yeah, I mostly get tropicals, maybe a little dank note, not super piney. Oh, that's nice. That's very good. Huh. A little melony almost, actually. Like honeydew, maybe. And mango. Mmm. There is a bit more citrus on the palate. It's just not very peely. It's juicy. Um, orangey. Yeah. Yeah, orange juicy. Orange mango-y with a bit of a melony pop. Again, uh, I want to say no evergreen here. Yeah, maybe if you really go looking for it. But predominantly melon, mango, orange juice. Orange juice, it, it, it's, it's shocking, actually, given that I didn't really get a ton on the nose, how orange juicy the flavor is. Sweet, almost. I mean, orange juice is sour by nature, but there's like a sweetness to it. Um, sweetness to all citrus. Just also a lot of sourness and sometimes bitterness. Um, lemon juice. Incidentally, you ever notice lemon juice is sticky when it dries? You know why? Because it's rammed with sugar. Like, rammed with sugar but uh uh but you don't notice that because it's 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 got even more acid so it's very sour but if it didn't have all that sugar to make it sticky it would be like you could probably like remove the enamel from your teeth with it anyway all that to say what's the malt i'm getting in there i mean it's got a malty uh foundation to it, but there's a little something going on with the malt. I just liked watching the wave forms form while I made that smacking noise. Man, I, I don't think it's crystal. There's, a, there's something a little extra sweet about the malt, though. Maybe it is just a little crystal malt. Just a little. I don't think it's honey malt. Could be, but I think it might be just a little crystal. But like, you remember last week we were talking about Brave Noise. By the way, confirmation, Jeff uh, emailed me. I still haven't gotten back to him. I'm a terrible person. 
Jeff, I'm sorry. I will reply to that email because there was a couple of things I actually wanted to talk about in it. I just wanted some time to sit down and actually write an email. Um, Jeff did confirm, A, he did not use the Brave Noise recipe. You don't have to. You can brand anything you want that way. They just have a recipe that they suggest. Um, he did his own take. And, and funny enough, what he was aiming for was that classic North American style pale ale. It was an absolute home run, uh, dead on. And he, he commented on a couple of things that I also uh, found noted in the beer. He said, yeah, crystal malt was a little nervous to use it because it was so overdone for a while, but I think it went fantastically well. And he did too. He wouldn't have released it if he didn't. Um, also noted, it was funny because as with this, this is not a particularly bitter IPA from Black Lab. Really aromatic, very nice and fragrant, but very low actual residual bitterness, which is kind of what you would expect now for like a modern New World style IPA, an East Coast, if you like IPA. Um, but with that Brave Noise last week, Jeff said, I think it was like 40 IBU, uh, which is like a notably bitter uh, pale ale. So, uh, yeah, a couple of things that he, he pointed out uh, that I picked up on, too. This, on the other hand, buried out there somewhere IPA from Black Lab. Really fragrant, fruity, tropical delicious uh, hot profile but virtually no residual bitterness and interesting all that taste and uh, given the relative clarity of it I'm going to guess that none of that came through biotransformation which is when you add the hops during the fermentation to really uh, well I don't understand the science of it I just I know just enough how to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about um but it's a way where the yeasts naturally, I think it's enzymatic, um, activate stuff in the hops that you don't get otherwise. Super cool, but it makes your beer cloudy as. Um, although maybe Black Lab has a centrifuge. Maybe. Regardless, it's delicious. Very mild in terms of bitterness. Uh, proper modern IPA to my mind. Beautiful. Like I say, on the nose, it's more mango-y. On the palate, it's orangier, but with mango and, and uh, what did I say? Not cantaloupe. Hang on. Something melony. Oh, a little honeydew. A little honeydew melony. Nice, nice, nice stuff. I like that a lot. Um, sorry, I was just thinking about how I'm going to execute this because nobody has turned up at my door with a chip or a cracker or a nacho. And I'm going to need that to taste that hot sauce. I guess I don't. I can taste hot sauce off the back of my hand. It's probably the pure way to do it. I just like chips. Sue me. Don't at me, bro. Nah, at me all you want. I'll just ignore you. Uh, well, let's talk about food with this. Interestingly enough, not a classic candidate as a hot sauce-friendly beer. It's not going to be a problem. It's certainly not going to ruin the hot sauce, and the hot sauce isn't going to ruin it. Um, the hot sauce might blow through it. Um, because there isn't that sharp bitterness to help uh, set off against the hot sauce. Um, but uh, no, if I was thinking about eating something with this, I mean, again, IPAs like this, low residual bitterness, so good with cheese. The really aggressively bitter ones, like a bone shaker or something, can work well with certain cheeses for sure. And again, that 
that bitterness can really uh, knife through the, the the fattiness of certain juices. Um, but this just it's more subtle. Uh, you can get away with way more interesting middling uh, cheeses and, and not middling in terms of quality, but middling in terms of intensity of flavor. Um, th this would work really well with that. Um, what else could we have this with? Hmm. Something about this beer just has such a fresh, bright, tropically orangey uh, kind of taste. I feel like almost like I don't want to go with something heavy and like big and mealy. Like the other week when I did the, the fruit salad idea. Um, yeah, this would work really nicely with, uh, with something fresh and fruity. Could go really interestingly with a, a neat dessert. Oh, I wonder how that would go with a pavlova. Because remember, I was saying there's a bit of a sweetness in there. Pavlovas are, mer are meringue-based uh, dessert, very sweet. And a lot of fruit, with the right fruits. That would be a really interesting experiment, because, of course, in the rare occasion that somebody will entertain the uh, possibility of a beer being an, a, a drink that could go with a dessert, they tend to think about stouts. Um, and, and specifically like imperial stouts, uh, because, you know, you can tie in chocolate and coffee with them, which it, it like you can, it works no harm there, but challenging, uh, that this beer would be really good. I think with, uh, as a dessert beer with the right dessert. And in this case, a, a nice little pavlova could work pretty good. Sorry if you're vegan. I don't know if you can make meringue without eggs, I know vegans will tell you, oh, my vegan meringue tastes just like a normal meringue. If you're listening to the podcast on your, your device, you won't know that I'm shaking my head. There are some things that animal products just do better. It's the same with gluten. Some things you can make gluten-free really nicely, surprisingly nicely. These tend to be things where you don't want gluten in them anyway, like biscuits. Biscuits, you don't want to develop gluten in them. You want to keep them as mealy as possible. Uh, pizza dough, on the other hand, and, and even more so pasta, is like the exclusive domain of uh, gluten. And it's just, given our current technology, irreplaceable. Um, that said, we do do okay with gluten-free lasagna noodles. I find that seems to work okay. Something about because they're baked, I think. Anywho... Oh, yeah, I was just apologizing. If you're a vegan, you probably don't get to have nice pavlova. Sorry. It's not that nice. It's delicious. But, you know, there are other desserts out there. So anyway, that's what you're going to eat with this. Have a pavlova. Probably with some melon balls. Probably with some orange segments. Uh, maybe with some mango chunks. Maybe some kiwi. This beer doesn't taste of kiwi, but that would go nice. Yeah, have yourself a little pavlova with your buried out there somewhere IPA from Black Lab. Well, let me take a peek at the bottle now. Let me just see here. Oh, this is just about Black Lab. This says Black Lab Brewing was founded in 2018 with the goal of opening a warm and welcoming community brewery. Hey, Black Lab, check. We put everything we have into making this beer the best possible. Cheers. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate the effort and I appreciate the beer. It's delicious. I also like that Cornerstone uh, Black Lager and some of the other stuff you've done too. They do a lot of sours and I like their sours. They don't tend to be like uh, crazy acetic, which is how I like my sours. 
I like them, not crazy acetic. Oh, that's interesting. I just poured the rest of the bottle out. It's definitely a little hazier now. Just putting that out there. Um, yeah, love Black Lab. And obviously, if you have a dog that is a polite, uh, well-behaved, on-leash dog, um, by all means, take old Rover or Matilda or whatever they're called uh, in because it's a... A lot of breweries are dog-friendly, and Black Lab is the dog-friendliest of dog-friendly. Um, I'm trying to remember. Left Field might have been dog-friendly before Black Lab opened, but only just if they were. And Black Lab might have been the uh, who got that ball rolling. Yeah, that's a nice beer. Oh, hmm. Interesting. When I poured the last of the bottle in, there was a little haziness in the bottom. It had settled out a little. It is a little hazier now. A little bit more perceived bitterness. And a little bit more melon, perhaps. Hmm. Interesting. Delicious. Hey, I picked up something else while I was at Black Lab. And not just an adorable bandana for Miss Ginger. Hey, Amir. Um, this is what I picked up. I'm a sucker for this. I got to tell you, if you're a brewery in Ontario and you just want me to hand you money, make a hot sauce. What do I have here? This is a bottle of Tropic Haze IPA hot sauce made uh, in partnership with Tropic Thunder's 168. Is that part of the name? It looks like it's part of the name. Tropic Thunders 168. And of course, our friends, friends of the pod, Black Lab Brewing. It does say to Bien Agiter Avant Usages. Shake well before use. Refrigerate after opening. <laughs> I refrigerated it before. Um, well, all it says is that it has beer in it. It doesn't tell me which. I don't know if it's this IPA or a different IPA. Can you hear me bien agitering it? Sure hope so. Uh, let's crack this bad boy open. It's got a lovely little uh, shrink wrap seal, so you know it's new. Maybe a little swab of cotton underneath the lid. No, no cotton. That'd be gross. You wouldn't want that. Okay. Sniffing it, it smells tropical. It smells pineapple-y. Hmm. Okay. Oh, it's, it's, um, hmm. It's, uh, I was gonna say thinner. That sounds as a negative connotation. It's not as thick as I was expecting it to be. Ooh, okay. As I was expecting it to be. Okay, let's, uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Whew, that's, that's good. That's got some pop to it. Not this IPA, or I'm almost certain it's not <clears throat> this IPA. Sorry. The problem with doing a hot sauce tasting when you have to then talk live is you don't really get a lot of time to work that hot sauce down your um, throat. And before you start talking and coughing on it. Okay, initial reaction. It is not the same IPA, and I am basing that off the fact 
that there is a notable hoppy bitterness to this hot sauce. It's on the back end. Well, this is pretty hot. It's not the hottest hot sauce I've had, not by a long shot, but but I am feeling it. Um, yeah, I'm going to have a bit more. It's an interesting hot sauce. Yeah, so it's very fruity, which is nice and makes sense given that they call it Tropic Haze. You want some tropical fruit in there. I think it's pineapple. I think it's pineapple. <clears throat> and then it's quite tart or tart's not quite the right word. It's a there's definitely um, vinegar in this. Might be cider vinegar. Could be wrong about that. And uh, and chilies, without a doubt. I don't think it's Scotch bonnets. Could be something bigger, like Reapers. Doesn't have that very classically Scotch bonnet or to a lesser extent habanero-y taste. And then, yeah, it's actually the bitterness is um, not as prevalent after three whatever I've just had, quarter teaspoons or so. But there is a very pronounced bitterness to it, which is a little, I was going to say off-putting. That sounds negative. It's not off-putting in a bad way. It's surprising because you don't tend to get bitterness in a hot sauce. Typically, hot sauces um, are sweet and sour and spicy or sometimes just sour and spicy. Very rarely sweet and spicy. I did once make a hot sauce that was sweet and bitter and spicy. Um, it was a chili uh, jalapeno uh, lime marmalade. It won a prize. Yeah, this is a nice hot sauce. Mm. I like it. I feel like the parts aren't quite walking in lockstep together. I like them. I like all the aspects of it. But I don't feel like they're singing from the same sheet. Maybe if we put it that way. The heat's really growing, though. Again, not the hottest hot sauce I've ever had, but it's lingering. It is lingering. What does... Um, let's just take a peek at the ingredients. Uh, distilled vinegar. I'm going to go with white because it doesn't say. Oh, it is habaneros. Grapefruit juice, not pineapple, which would also explain a little bit of the bitterness, perhaps. Sugars, and then in bracket, sugar. I'm going to guess that means dextrous, like table sugar. Beer, which uh, has uh, water, barley, and hops. Thai chilies. Kosher salt and xanthan gum. It's a very uh, handsome sort of brick red or crimson, or darker than crimson brick, brownish red, clay red, terracotta, maybe you would say. Color, pardon me. And that's all from the habaneros and the... Uh, Thai chilies, by the look of things. Because nothing else in there would impart that color. Grapefruit juice, not pineapple, eh? That's interesting. I'm going to have another another taste, because uh, as Bob Bloomer would say, I'm a glutton for pleasure. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I can still taste the hops there. <clears throat> And I can see that that 
like now that somebody's told me, aka the label, that it's grapefruit juice, not pineapple juice. I can buy that. There's some grapefruit there. I think I was just assuming it had to do with the hops. And there's a nice, bright, sort of sweet fruitiness, which also could be grapefruit, especially given that there's sugar added to it. It's pretty good. It's spicy. What would I like that on? That's a good question. Fish tacos. Yeah, that would go real nice on fish tacos. Um, I mean, I would just put it on, on chips, nacho, potato. If you eat chicharrones, it would go real nice on some chicharrones. I don't eat chicharrones. But if you do, you could have that. That'd be nice. Um, go good on fish, depending on the fish. Again, that citrusy note. Real good, but uh, whew, it's a hot one. It'd be good if you were doing um, like a hot one style wing challenge. You would probably put that somewhere a little bit on the hot side of the middle. This isn't like a death sauce by any standard. I mean, I went back like, what, four times? My mouth is hot. It's producing quite a bit of saliva. <clears throat> you can probably hear how I have to keep stopping and swallowing having sips of beer and so on and so forth. It does go nice with the beer. Beer becomes maltier when you have it with the hot sauce. For sure. I wonder if there's a little bit of wheat in that beer. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. There might be. I'm going to look it up. Um... So saying, yeah, yeah, go good on fish, great on fish tacos. I'd eat that all night on fish tacos. I am going to eat that on fish tacos at some point. Buried out there somewhere. IPA. <sighs> Pleasingly hot. Pleasingly hot. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, because that's an untapped review. Well, let's not focus too much on that. Yeah, I'm 19. A little bit older than 19. What do we have here? They say this IPA made with galaxy hops has peach, mango, and nectarine pop on the nose. Mm, I'm going with mango for sure. And as we've discussed in the past, not the very recent past, uh, peaches and mangoes can be confusing from a smell point of view. Mangoes tend to be a little more tropical. It says, uh, giving way to notes of black walnut, cedar wood, interesting, grapefruit and lemon on the palate. Again, I'm not finding it um, sour or bitter enough to have hit grapefruit and lemon. I'm going with orange juice. I'm not getting black walnut, and I love black walnut. And I've never really thought about the presence of black walnut in an IPA. Black walnut has a very, very distinct, medicinal, astringent smell and taste. It's, it's weirdly earthy and green and 
medicinal. Cedar wood. Nah, I, I not finding that personally. Definitely citrus again, orange juice. You could argue if you want grapefruit. Definitely mango, peach. I'll give you peach. It's probably in there. Nectarine, by the way, and peach, same thing, as far as I'm concerned. I realize there are minor differences, but not worth splitting hairs about. Hot sauce is still hot. Um, why was I even looking this up? I can't recall. I'm going to look up the hot sauce and see if they... Uh, <clears throat> burn me. If they have any more information on it. Tropic Haze hot sauce. You dang right they do. Oh, it just says... Um, Collaboration Hot Sauce with the fine folks at Tropic Thunder, created using our very own IPA. Well, we'll never know, but I almost guarantee it's not this IPA. But I'm losing track, and uh, my mouth is not on fire, but it's picante. I have a picante mouth right now. Picante, incidentally, great word. Try and use that in a sentence tomorrow. <laughs> it would help if you reviewed a hot sauce. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I like that. I like the beer. I like the hot sauce. I like the other beer. I like the glass. This glass is a little reminiscent of a wheat beer glass. Sort of a similar profile, but smaller. And uh, I believe this is a 16-ounce pint. I think this is their, their bar pints, like what they, they use at the bar. Um, I like it. I like it. A little precarious. But as I'm getting older, I find I'm less concerned about uh, knocking over a glass in uh, a moment of irresponsibility or drunkenness, or both. I like the glass. I like the beers. I like the sauce. Black Lab. I've been trying to get my act together to uh, put your beer on the pod for a couple of weeks now. I'm glad we finally did it. Mm-mm-mm. I'm glad we finally did it. What are we doing next week for the ultimate, as opposed to tonight, the penultimate <coughs> podcast, the ultimate po podcast in season seven? Well, I teased that I got a guest uh, and I'm excited about the guest. You're excited about the guest. We're all excited about the guest. This guest has been getting a lot of airtime recently, and I am only too happy to give her more. It is none other than my friend, friend of the pod. Friend of the zine. They're not quite at the inception of the zine. But if we're talking about Big Bangs, uh, the shockwave was still expanding when she uh, got asked to be our first better Noah Brewer in Spent Grains zine. It is none other than the lovely, wonderful Miss Aaron Broadfoot of... Little Beasts Brewing Co. out in. You know, I've interviewed her. Has she been on the pod? I don't know. You'd think I would know. I think it's Whippy. The problem for me is that from Pickering over to Oshawa, I know that there's different cities in there and that you pass through them when you're driving along the 401. I have a lot of trouble telling them apart. 
I think Little Beasts is in Whippy. It might be Ajax. Pretty sure it's not Oshawa. And I almost guarantee you it's not Pickering. Hey, tune in next week and we'll find out exactly which municipality Little Beasts is in. I know I could also look it up right now, but I'm not. I don't want to spoil the interview next week. That's all we're going to talk about is the geographical location of Little Beasts Brewing. That's all Aaron wants to talk about. We're going to talk about like the geological uh, substrate under the brewery. What are we on there? Is that Precambrian Shield? No, it's not. We're too far south for that. Uh, part of a delta, a former delta draining into Lake Ontario. Maybe it's not impossible. A lot of the streets that we have now, including the one that I live on, used to be creeks or rivers. Uh, no, that's not what we're talking about. We will. I'll figure that out. Don't worry. But uh, we're obviously not only going to be talking about what Aaron's been doing, which we talked about last week and I talked about, I think, the week before that. And it's in the zine and it's everywhere. Uh, Aaron, of course, accepting um, stories of uh, abuse and intolerance and uh, just not cool stuff that happens in our industry and amplifying it because Aaron has a good uh, reach. Her soapbox quite tall and she's making use of that uh, loudspeaker that she has been uh, given to amplify the voices of people who typically would be ignored in uh, our industry, sadly. So, sorry, I'm having some real <clears throat> saliva problems here. That hot sauce is lingering. Erin uh, and I are going to be talking about what she's been up to, which, again, you need to have checked out. I really went in depth on this last week. If you need to revisit, I would encourage you the last 15 minutes or so of last week's podcast. Um, she's going to be talking about what she's been doing, but also, excitingly, talking about what she's going to do now or with it. I actually am not entirely sure. I just know she wants to talk about what's happening next. I don't know if it's um, a continuation, if it's like a logical second step if it's a whole different I don't know I'll tell you when I will know when we talk about it next week unless she starts talking about it on her social media first and then I'll already know about it which will certainly make it easier for me to ask insightful and intelligent questions hint Aaron hint uh, but <laughs> if if you want to drop the uh, news right here on the Toronto Beer Podcast with me your host Chris Schreier I'm fine with that uh other than that, will we drink beers from Little Beasts? Probably. Uh, will we have a heck of a lot of fun? Yes. Will I stay up later than I should on a Monday night? Probably. Um, but it's going to be a good one. Great way to uh, finish out the season. Then we'll have a little break for family day. I hope you get to spend it with your family. I will spend a significant part of the day with my family, just not the part when I have to go to work. Thankfully, with my commute, that's only about eight and a half hours of the day. So uh, slightly more than a third. I do sleep, too. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. You don't need to feel bad for me about not getting family day. I just had a week off. I don't need family day. Pfft, families. <laughs> 
I love my family deeply. Uh, that is it. I am going to hit the hay. No, I'm not. I got things to do, but I am going to leave you and we will talk next week. Seven days, Monday night. As always with a guest, it can get a little dicey getting uh, the ball rolling down the hill. So bear with me. Should be around nine. I was a little late tonight. That happens too. Sometimes it happens because I have a guest. Sometimes it happens because I'm me. Tonight it was the me. Next week it'll be the guest. We'll blame it all on Aaron. Uh, don't know, but we'll try and do simultaneous Instagram and YouTube via Zoom. But uh, the Instagram's the first one to go. So if you're watching on Instagram and our feed's there and it disappears or... It doesn't show up at all. Feel free to check out YouTube. Same name, Toronto Beer Podcast. We go live every Monday. And uh, I wonder if I should make the Zoom link available for people. That could be... Well, that could be interesting. I'm going to have to give that some thought and talk to Aaron. Maybe. Keep your eyes peeled on the Instagram. I will post the link in the bio if we're going to do that. Could be a lot of fun. We'll have to see. No matter what, we're going to have a good talk, and I hope you join us in seven days. Talk to you then. Bye.